is up, everybody? Welcome back to another Timmins podcast. I'm your host, Timmin. This is my podcast, Real Conversations with Authentic People, something like that. Guys, I have a great podcast ahead of us, but let's get to business first. Hello, my name is Timmin. I have a Twitter. It's called Timmins Podcast. I also have a YouTube channel, Timmins Podcast. Check it out. Things are popping over there. Also, I recorded this on my video, on my iPhone, and it's going to be up on YouTube, though, unfortunately, something with my like space in my phone has been messing up recently, and it stopped about, well, I don't know, you miss about 30 minutes of the actual video. So, sorry, folks, to those on YouTube, sorry, uh, you'll get most of it, but we're working through it, we're figuring it out, so my guest today, awesome guest very very glad i could have him on elmer layman you guys are gonna have a wonderful time listening to this guys i just keep on bringing um cool people to the mic and i love to hear their stories elmer for sure um i'm so thankful he was able to step out of his kind of comfort zone and come and talk about just his experience i won't give it away yet you definitely have to listen to the whole episode all of it gets wild absolutely wild so um, hmm, I think that's all the business I have. I'll tell you what, if you guys have a wild guest you think should come on the Timmins podcast, shoot me a DM for sure. Shoot me a direct message and uh, we'll see what we can do. No promises. Okay, enough of me talking. Let's get back to the episode. Elmer Lehman. going all Dude, right <laughs> how easy a transition right right absolutely <laughs> elmer welcome to the podcast bro thanks i'm glad to be here yeah have you ever been on a podcast before nope this is my first time let's go <laughs> most people who come are this is their first time too, yeah so. yeah um i know enough that i'm like Dude, you need to get on the podcast. So we were right. talking at camp. Yeah. So we met at Bible Memory Camp, and um, we started talking, and you started telling me a little bit of your story. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. This, I need to <laughs> chat with you about some stuff. And yeah. so I don't know the full. There was more questions I wanted to ask you there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, let's podcast. Right. right. Let's. That's Absolutely. ten times better. So yeah. I don't know if you want to kind of start. Just tell people who you are, where you're from. And we can go into things from there. Okay. Okay, my name is Elmer Lehman, and I grew up in LaGrange, Indiana for the first 18 years of my life. So I was about 18 and a half when I moved out of my parents' house, and then I moved to my sister's house, sister and her husband's house in Middlebury, and I lived there for about a year or so. And then I lived there, yeah, I lived there for about a year, and then I moved to Elkhart, which I'm currently living right now. So Nice, yeah, that's and here we are, dude. Yep. 18, 18 years in LaGrange. That's basically Shipshawana. Yeah. So we live like right in the middle of Shipshawana and LaGrange. We yeah. live like, so there's a 200 north that goes between Shipshawana and LaGrange. We live like right in the middle of that. Nice. Yeah. Out in the middle of Amish country. Yep. Absolutely. And so when we started chatting, I started connecting. Well, Elmer Lehman, that right there screams to me Amish. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Not the. You know, it's not yeah, bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. But um, Furman, I met this guy named Furman, Furman Layman. I'm like Furman Layman. Do you know him? Where Where did you meet him? So he, they're they're part of my, um, they were part of my birthing class. Okay. I think it could be a totally different Furman. Furman Layman. He lives over in Lagrange County somewhere too. Like uh, I forget where, but it's is he not, Amish? Yeah. 
Okay. So we did a natural birth, Allison and I, and we did a natural birthing class Mm -hmm. and there was three English couples and six Amish couples. Okay. And so on the way, one of the Amish couples lived on the way. So we just would pick him up and take him to there. And I was picking his brain. Nice. And so (laughs) Furman Lehman was his name and uh, he's a farmer, does uh, organic farming. They used to do a dairy. So yeah, anyways. I think I think that might be my cousin. Oh, yeah, there's a <laughs> is he married to Rose? Yeah, yeah, that's them. Yep. Wow, yeah. uh, small world. He's super nice. Yeah, had he a is. great great chat with him. Um, but yeah, when you hear those names, you're like, it's gotta be Amish, yep. dude. That's <laughs> so funny. It's a small world. Yeah, it is. Very sweet couple. So we pick it, and I was picking his brain on Amish stuff. Um, but I wanted to have you come on and just kind of talk about because I think. A lot of people in the Goshen area. I mean, I've been here. Let me step back. I've been here for thirty years. Okay. In this, basically thirty years in Goshen, and I'm like Amish adjacent, so I know some Amish people. I've actually been to three Amish weddings, oh, nice. so I've kind of experienced some of that stuff. I I've worked with Amish, right? So there's been that kind of your next around them, but it's never been to the point where I I can really talk or I do talk, but um, with someone who's just stepped out of the Amish church, I'm guessing what I was, I was not in the Amish church. Okay. Yet, but yeah. Amish lifestyle. Yeah. I say yep. step out of the Amish lifestyle. How, how, how long was that? Uh, so it's been about two years. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 18, yeah. 18 and a half when I, when you, yeah. So you transitioned out of that. Mm-hmm. I think you're the perfect person to kind of, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the Amish world. So, or in the viewers, I think yeah. there's a lot of people who have questions or just wondering, yeah, what absolutely. is it? You know, you see it, you're around it, but what what's it like to live in it for 18 years? <laughs> so, well, it was, you know, I didn't really, you know, I never. So growing up, it was kind of a, I had I had a really good life growing up. Like I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of proud of my Amish heritage. Yeah. In some ways, but some, there's other ways too that I'm not. But so I grew up, I worked very hard when I grew up. Like I was, I was, uh, my dad always made us work hard, which was pretty good for me because I, that's, that's like some stuff that I want to pass on to my kids as well. Like yeah. working hard is, is a good, good value. Well, it's a lost trait. Yeah, it is. Right now. It I, is. You know, it's, I, you see it in, in people and you're like, man, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Cause it's like, it, it takes, you know, effort. Yeah, to it do does. stuff. It really does. <laughs> you know, and it you start young, mm-hmm. it it's not as much effort. But when you have not done that, then it's like, why am I doing this? Right. And I see, I read articles all the time, and I see stuff on tw- like Twitter. I love Twitter. Yeah. And uh, it's just like the people don't put in the effort anymore, and they're having trouble with that, like right. jobs and things. But yeah, so working hard. And I think I think that's a big. I see that. That's why. That's why the RVs. I interviewed. Uh, an RV company, and I asked them why are all RVs based in Elkhart County, mm-hmm. and they said the Amish. That was one yeah. of the things that we talked about. And it's that hard work, yeah, that's like ingrained in that community. You can't get that very many other places, right? Right. Yeah, I think that's also like that's probably over ninety percent of the Amish. Like Amish kids, they grow up working on a farm or whatever. I grew up working on a produce farm, which we. We raised like watermelons. We raised pump. We raised pumpkins and just a lot of different produce. We have probably like maybe twelve or so acres of everything. Wow! So yeah, I grew up on a forty-five acre farm. It was about ten acres of woods. 
Now it was actually probably more more over twenty acres of yeah produce and stuff. Wow. And then later on, when I was maybe like fourteen or fifteen, we started raising popcorn. So we raised like three acres of popcorn. The ladyfinger or no, whatever. So no. it's the small popcorn that they um, put in bird seed or whatever. Oh, really? So yeah, we had to, we had to husk it all by hand. No way. Yeah. You didn't have one of those old machines. Nope. And, no. We had to husk every single cob by hand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hard work. Yeah, it, it is. It was really. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't really hard work, but it was like. Really tedious. Yeah. Yeah. Tiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I can imagine that would not be yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> so, yeah. And then when I was maybe 13 or 14, something like that, we, my dad, he put up a duck barn or he, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, we, they've been raising ducks for culver duck for about, I'm guessing like almost eight years now, something like wow. that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's important. Yeah, stuff out there. I mean, that, you see them all all over the place, chicken and duck, duck right, barns right, in yeah. this area. Yeah, that's that's also a real really common thing in the Amish is the chicken and duck barns. Yeah, well, and it's um, the living off the land in a way, right. and the farming aspect. Right, yeah. yeah, I remember talking to one Amish guy. And he said minimum that they have to have minimum like bare minimum three acres just to have a horse and buggy really yeah i didn't yeah i did not know that's that. what i was he was telling i mean i don't see very many most i'm sure it's six and then yeah. more you know cause there's you need people a little bit that, that have like 0.5 acres or something like that really yeah but do they live next to their parents no, no. they so it's in chipshawana oh okay. chipshawana is like really crowded with amish yeah. and there's like amish that have really small lots there and most of them, some of them don't even drive horse and buggy anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if they yeah. just all e-bike and everywhere, you know, or. Yeah, that's also something that, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of the Amish, like, so my, like my family and like, you know, the church that I grew up in, they were not really fond of those Amish. In really? Yeah. Just because of the stuff that they did, like, you know. They're a little bit more lax. Yeah. Right? Well, they're, they're, they could have electricity in places. And yeah. They could do, yeah. They have electricity in their houses, which is like, and this is, and that is, again, it is like all over, all over, like, wherever the Amish are, it is very different. Like, every community is different. Yeah. It has its own different rules. It has different guidelines, and just everything is different. Yeah. It's based on the bishop of that area, yeah. right? It's the bishop, and so they also do like a church vote or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if so, let's say, so when I grew up, we did not have any power lawnmowers. We had to we had to mow the lawn by real lawnmowers. Oh, the little oh. like blade yeah. ones. Yeah. Okay. So and then um, I don't know how old I was, probably like nine or ten or something like that. They the church voted on it and the majority of the votes got for power lawnmowers. So wow. that, is, that is when we got power lawnmowers. <laughs> so yeah, that was a game changer too. Yeah, right. Especially if you guys have forty five acres. I mean, not all of it is grass, but right. there's a, probably a lot that was grass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it is definitely from when I was a little kid to where I was like fifteen or sixteen. Like it has really changed in mm. my community or whatever. Like because we didn't, we couldn't have any skid loaders. Wow. And then when I was probably like, yeah, at the, right around that age, because we changed Bishop and the other one moved to Wisconsin, which is a really, really conservative Amish Area. community. Okay. So, yeah. So then a little bit more liberal oh, Bishop kind of changed things up. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And yeah, it, it, it was just did. a lot of different stuff that, 
I don't know. It's um, I don't really know how to explain everything. Like I, I'm still, you're probably I'm still unraveling a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm still learning a lot of it. Like a lot of how all these rules and guidelines came into place. Hmm. There's a there's a YouTube channel, or there's like a six part YouTube video on on YouTube that is called uh, Breaking the Silence. Okay. It's by a former Amish. He left the Amish, or their parents left the Amish when he was 14. His dad was an old order Amish minister. Okay. And he goes through, like, step by step, like, how the Amish came into place. So, yeah. That's a really that good is, way. That is a really good. Was really that helpful good. for you when you oh, watched yeah. it? It just started. Like, I, I learned a lot of new stuff about the Amish that I did not know. Really? Yeah, even growing up in it. Yeah, right. Because you didn't really learn any of that stuff. Yeah. Because they're not talking about it, they're not no, teaching. They don't it. talk about that. St- I mean, because they probably don't even know. My mm. my parents don't probably even know that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And how would they get sharing if there's no technology? You know, right? Probably. Were you guys allowed to have bikes? Yeah, we did yeah. have bikes. Yeah. So I talked to one f- person from Bible Memory, who is no longer Amish, but his parents were, and he remember when he was a kid that. They're out in Kansas, okay. And they switched the rules so that they could have bikes. And he's like, it was a totally like game changer for us. Yeah. It was awesome, you know. It's like, man, I can't. It's just wild to think about yeah. how that. Um, yeah, you're saying some of the stuff you liked about it was the hardworkingness. Yeah, and also the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It has really uh, our our church, like my like my home church. When I say church, is like a community of churches. Well. Okay, so I grew up, I went to, so usually every church has their own school or whatever. Okay. But I went to a different church's school when I grew up. Okay. So I had, like, I was kind of in a couple different communities or whatever. Oh, okay. And. Why why did you guys go to a different school? Honestly, I'm not sure because I think, so we lived in the east side of the community. Okay. Or east side of our church in school was in the west side so mm. i think that's where we went there because but some of our neighbors that live right close by they, they went to the other church or the the other school yeah and the other school was like and the school that i went to was like maybe half a mile away yeah and, and there's the school that was closer then yeah, yeah i think i think that's why it was but yeah and that was our community was really close like tight-knitted or whatever like mm. whenever somebody needed help or something there were like a bunch of neighbors would get together one day call what they call a frolic and just help each other out and that was also a really cool aspect of it yeah i know when the tornado tore through napanee oh yeah you, uh, a couple of years back i don't know if you remember that but it's there there was, it was a huge i mean i was young right. so um the church uh, the that the houses that were english were torn down for a year right. year and a half the houses that were Amish, I mean, back up within yeah. like a month, all of them. You would see just, yeah, you know, it was just really fascinating to see as that community gather around right. each other yeah. and then help, you know, and build, literally build the house back up. Yeah. And it was just wild. Yeah. yeah. They, they can build stuff really fast if they work together. Yeah. <laughs> That's the so, key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. That, and I've also helped move a house, like move a house down the road. So we picked pick the house up out the foundation and move it like. I think we moved the furthest we moved it was like a mile and a half. Whoa. There was like maybe fifty Amish guys and sometimes little boys or whatever. Yeah. Just pick up the house and just move it out. So the house the house was in a field and nobody didn't really use it anymore. Wow. and so one of our old neighbors used to live there. They weren't Amish. And then our Amish neighbors bought the house or like bought the property or whatever and Mm -hmm. they just like made a field around the house. Yeah. And so 
it's one of my other neighbors. They bought the house and they moved it like mile and a half down the road to their house. Oh my word! So, yeah. so like put beams and stuff right, and yeah. everyone's holding the beam, and they just literally yeah, that's wild. I've seen stuff on like social media where they do that. All right, yeah, but it's it's cool to hear that it's happening. I mean. Who knows what? It could be AI. It could be something totally fake yeah. on social media. I know. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I think they had those they had those like in other communities as well. Yeah. Like just barns or whatever. That they just move. Yeah. It's the community aspect is so fascinating because the they've really got that locked in. Yeah. You know, I think we I mean I I've got a good community. It's nothing compared to Amish, but I do have people around me and I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's so cool. And that's part church. That's part family. It's a blend of both. Yeah. But um, I don't, I I think a lot of people outside of Amish and outside of the church are looking for a community. Right. And uh, as a human, I think we miss that a little bit. Yeah. That's key to being. It is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can be good and can be bad, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, yeah, because then when when somebody maybe does something or starts spreading rumors about the other people, then it's like, yeah, then it doesn't. It doesn't turn out good. I've I don't think I've ever had an experience in my like in my community or whatever. But there were like communities that got broken up because of it. Really? Yeah. Just by someone and, kind of pushing and starting something. Yeah, and a lot of rumors. I'm not saying this is bad about the Amish, but they do like to start a lot of rumors. Yeah. They start talk gossip. Yeah. They start talking. That is that is something that the Amish are known for. <laughs> it really is just. It, it is actually like that's that's something I've noticed. Like even. Like, even people who aren't Amish anymore, like, I can still kind of, um, I can still notice that in them a little bit, Mm -hmm. which is like, that's just how they grew up. Yeah. So they just start chatting. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, the way that he does that. Yeah. It's kind of weird how he does that, isn't it? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He knows that. Yeah. (laughs) That's fascinating. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to. It really is. Yeah. It's a gossip, you know? And I've, I've found myself often doing that, like. Without thinking or whatever, just yeah. talking about something. Like, oh, better not. Yeah. Well, especially if you, it's your culture growing up. Right. Yeah. And just everyone does it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't really think of anything bad about it or whatever. Right. Like when I was growing up or whatever. That's kind of how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I know, uh, let's go back to churches. I, I know um, when I was, it, it was explained to me that churches are based on location. So how close you are really determines where your church is because you, you're horse and buggy bound. You right. can't go 16 miles over to blah, blah, blah. Right. right? right. It needs to yeah. be in a location. And then as the church, as a group gets bigger, then the church will split. Yes. Yep. And they do church every two weeks. Yeah. So it's like, um, cause sometimes the Bishop needs to run this church here and the church over there right. cause he got so big. And so, um, and then once that, so they, he doesn't run two churches at a time like always because right. they, so they have three, no wait, they have two or three ministers. I'm not quite sure how many ministers are, there are, but there are two or three ministers, then they have a deacon and okay. then the bishop. Okay. So each church got to have that. Oh, wow. Okay. And then some sometimes like a minister might move from another church to another church and then they'll they'll just have like three, three or four or whatever. Gotcha. So yeah. So that, that's basically how like Amish churches are. Like they had, they got to have a deacon and a bishop and then ministers. Okay. And are they the ones majority, other than the majority vote, but they're the ones that are kind of making the decisions. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if somebody did something bad in the church, like let's say they were using a phone or whatever, 
the ministers and the bishop would go talk to them. Really? Yeah. So then they're like the, yeah, they come down your lane. You're like, oh, crap, yeah. what I do? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yep. So is there a lot of snitching that happens? Like the tattletaling? Um, I don't Maybe know. Maybe that's the rumor piece of it, kind of? Or? Yeah, it's it's some of it, but I don't really know because I never really, so I never joined the church, so I don't really understand, like, what what goes inside, like, what kind of, what goes on inside the church or whatever. Yeah. So after, sometimes after church on Sunday, the they'll say something about the, the people that are in the church that, you know, got baptized into the church. They have to stay longer than the rest and the kids gotcha. and all the other people can leave. Then they talk about stuff. Gotcha. So and sometimes, and sometimes it's um, they vote for somebody you know to shun or whatever. Or, really? Yeah. Yeah. What gets to that point? Like, how, do you probably don't know? You mean like to shun someone? Um. Is it like they've done something bad? Yeah, or? They, they've done something bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes it's like a really bad thing, and sometimes it's not a bad thing. Like sometimes it's just plain. You know, cause when my, my cousins, when they, they got shunned from the church hmm. because they started, I think they started using phones or whatever. They started using internet in their home and, and like, they just, you know, I think when they, when they got born again, like truly born again, like they got shunned. So. Wow. So that was a, like, Hey, they can't be part of our community yeah. anymore. And yeah. shunning is pretty rough. Yeah, it is. That. So Paul talks about it in Corinthians, I think. He talks about like shunning. So what what the Amish do for shunning is like they just give them over to the devil. Hmm. That is that is what Paul tells that they take that and they just like whenever somebody does something bad, they give them over to the devil. They really run with it. Yeah, they yeah. do. They're just like, yeah, he's gone. He used phones. <laughs> yeah, and then. The sad thing about it too, like they can't, they can't, um, whenever they, whenever somebody is shunned, like they're not supposed to, they're not supposed to like, their family's not supposed to eat with them at the table. Yeah. So yeah. Like literally exclude them. Yeah. They got to exclude them. Like literally. Do they, does the person, like, let's say you got shunned and you didn't, but let's say you're 18, Mm -hmm. you get shunned, you're living at their house. Are you still allowed to live there? Or are they kind of tell I don't think so. Probably. Kind of give you the like, Hey, or they can't even talk to you. Really? I don't, or I don't even know. Like, yeah. I'm not sure because I never had, I don't think I've ever had someone close to me that got shunned, or not that I've found out of, so. Yeah. I think, and it's also, it varies in different communities again. Yeah. yeah. There are, like, communities in Ohio and, like, actually in Middlebury, Indiana, mm-hmm. what they call the Barons, the Bonds. Okay. What's and that mean? Barons, so Bonds is, is Dutch for Barons. Okay. So, yeah. Like the rich. No. Or barons as in barons, like there's empty, a, empty land or? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a place in Middlebury. It's called Barons or whatever. Okay. So they have a couple schools that call it the North Barons, South Barons. Okay. So um, those, those, those are really kind of, they're kind of like really conservative or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think those people, if they would get shunned, like they would do a lot more, like really hard shunning. Hmm. So. Like for life. Yeah, because I've heard of some shunning. It's like a year or yeah, I don't three yeah. years or something. I honestly don't really know much about that because I've never yeah, you know, experienced, experienced it. it or have someone experience like had had someone close to me that. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. Yeah, it does not. Yeah, now because you didn't join it would if you would have joined the church and then left. Yeah, you would have been shunned. Yeah, I, I would have been shunned then, and I think for some reason if 
if they find another church, like, because I'm, I'm going to another church right now, mm-hmm. then they would unshun me. I don't know why, but that's that's kind of how it is. Oh, because you're not with the devil anymore. You're not at the church? Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, but it's still confusing to me because I don't know. Yeah. Like, I've, I've never really had someone explain that to me. They don't, I don't think they can explain it either. A lot of them, they don't, they can't explain it. It's just the rules that are set in place that yeah. they have to. It's because that's what our grandfathers did. That's what our forefathers did. So that's what we're going to do. Hmm. We're not going to ask questions about it. We're just going to do it. Wow. Is that a pretty big thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Yep. That's what, that's what grandpa did. So that's what we're going to do. Wow. Yep. I've, I've, I've heard my dad say that a couple of times. Already. Really? Yeah. That's hard when you have questions. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like, and yeah, they don't really, it's really sad, but they don't study the Bible that much, really. Hmm. They read it a lot, but they don't study it. Is it the same? Is it in German or Dutch? Yeah. Okay. They have to. So when I grew up, we had like the, but it's all KJV. If it's in oh, really? English, okay. it's KJV. Okay. So when I grew up, we had like the, um, we had the KJV and it was like, and then the next page was German. So it was it's everything. Both. Yeah, it was yeah. both. But my dad, I think my dad's Bible is just German. Gotcha. And that's all they read out of in like church or whatever. Right. It's German. Yeah. The one that was at the, uh, services for, um, the marriage. Okay. Uh, it was all in Dutch Yeah. or German. Yep. Yeah. It was, I didn't understand any of it. Yeah, right. I sat there, not next and to my mom. And there's still a lot of next to my like, dad. There's a lot of Amish people. They don't understand German. Really? Yeah. So they so they don't understand the Bible. So they're just sitting there listening. That's mm-hmm. what my grandfather did. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. what my, my poor fathers did. Just yeah, it's here. because so they used to like teach a lot of German. Like I got taught a lot of German when I went to school, hmm. but they don't really do that anymore. And there's like there's like young ministers when they like I don't know they so they so when they get ordained did you ever do you know how that works it's like a book and yeah they have like rubber bands I was asking Furman about it he's giving me a little bit yeah so they everybody goes through everybody who's by the church who's got baptized they go through and they I think they write down who they who they think should kind of like vote on who they think is and then the one who has the most who has the most votes all the ones who have that have the most votes i don't know what they go by sometimes it's 14 on the bench that are like could be ordained and sometimes just seven okay so then they go through and they hand them a book and the one that has the book that has a slip in it and every book has a rubber band around it yeah and then one book has a slip in it i don't know what it says anymore yeah but and then that person is chosen. It's, it's supposed to be randomized. Yeah, it so is no completely one can, randomized. It no is. I pick it. Yeah. And then that person is the bishop for or minister for life. Yeah, minister. Yeah. And then so so if they want to make bishop, then so if they want to ordain a bishop, they have to do it with the ministers. Uh, like a regular church person, or like a regular Amish person that is not minister or deacon, they cannot. They cannot be bishop. Gotcha. It they has have, to be a minister. Yeah, it it's like a, it's levels. Yeah. It's a yep. pyramid. It's Illuminati. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have like a head bishop or just the, is it just the bishops? It's the bishop. Yeah. Yeah. They just have one bishop. Okay. How, and the, is the one bishop over multiple churches then typically? Or uh, it no, the, it's just, just one bishop over one church. Okay. Sometimes another bishop goes and helps another church if yeah. they're having trouble with their leadership or something. But yeah. usually it's just one bishop per church. Gotcha. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
One, the other thing that Amish are really good at is multiplying. Oh yeah, yeah. So many families. Yeah, big families and young. You know, Um, I I love it. It's a beautiful thing to see. Um, We have uh, Amish friends that are my parents' age, Mm -hmm. and so my parents are grandparents. And these Amish friends are great grandparents. Oh, really? And their great grandkids are starting to get married. It's like, <laughs> what is, you know, it's just yeah, exploded, you know, and it's very cool to see that. Yeah, I have, I have nine siblings. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was an Amish family that I. Nine siblings. That's crazy. Yeah. I have four, I have five sisters and four brothers. So it's five and five. Wow. That's awesome. I'm the third youngest. I have two younger sisters. Okay. So. And all my all my older siblings are married already. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But there was an Amish family that lived not really close to me, but kind of close to me when I grew up, and they had like sixteen or seventeen kids. Oh my word! Yeah, <laughs> that's so many kids. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's cool. That that'd be tough. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So like, yeah, like. Um, as a parent, you know, how do you give your attention to sixteen different? I don't know. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, that's wild. And I think that's also, like, Amish. So when I grew up, like, I didn't get much attention from my parents or whatever. Like, it's just, I'm not, I'm not telling my, I like, I'm not telling this, so, like, I'm, I'm a victim or whatever. That's right. just how I grew up. Yeah. And I, I think that's how my parents grew up, too. So that's, I think a it's lot part of, of the, the culture. Yeah. That's just kind of how they grew up and their parents grew up. Because I know, like, my dad was really... He used like he went really by the rod or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they call it in the Bible. Yeah, and he liked the spank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and I, and I think that's how he grew up as well. So yeah. he, he didn't really know any better. Yeah, and it probably kept him straight. Yeah, you know. And so he's trying to make sure his kids are good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't really work on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a really rebellious little kid. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I would get in a lot of trouble, and I would. I got pretty good at lying. My parents could always. My parents would always tell me, "I can always tell when you're lying," but they only. But after a while, like they would, they wouldn't find out because I could keep a straight face and lie. No way. It is. It was crazy how I could lie, like just about anything, really, because I did not want to get in trouble. Yeah. So you just. I would. I would do anything. Blame <laughs> others. Lie, just so I could wouldn't get punished. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you have like an example? You think of a time of like, like what would be a rebellious little, you know, um, smoking cigarettes. No way. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, how'd you get cigarettes? All right. How old were you? Uh, I was probably like, so I think my first cigarette was when I was like 10 or 12 <laughs> and, and that was for my older brothers. <laughs> yeah. They were, yeah. they were out doing their thing. Yeah. They you. were, they were out partying and stuff yeah. and they would always like bring like cigarettes and beer home or whatever. And I would yeah. just sneak them. <laughs> And one time I lent 20 bucks to my brother and he gave me a cigarette. <laughs> uh, that's not but, fair. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just a lot of stuff like that. Like it was just, and also another time I brought, you know, chewing, chewing tobacco to church and I gave it to some of my friends there. No way. And yeah. I would always hang around with the, I would always hang around with the older kids there because, you know, they thought I was cool because my brothers were out partying and doing all that stuff. So I was cool. Yeah. So I would hang around and do that stuff and. Yeah, it's just you're a little. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, my child was pretty pretty different than most kids. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you had older brothers who were who were partying. Yeah, 
then it's like, yeah, you're kind of exposed a little bit because you're seeing it. Right, right. And that's and that was really something that I, that was something, sadly, that was something I'd, I admired in them when I was growing up. Yeah, man, yeah, I wish I could do that. Or I, I wish I could be yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's And so you explain a little bit, like, I mean, I think most people know what Rumspringer is, but kind of yeah. explain that if that's cool. So when you turn 16, you have, I think most, some parents, they kind of condone partying so they don't go and leave the Amish. Okay. Some parents do. Now, I know a lot of parents don't, but I know some parents do. Okay. It's, it's sad, but some parents, they do. They want their kids to go and party. That way, they're, that way when they're done, they're done, they come back to the Amish. Hmm. Okay. They don't go and experience, like, they don't go to church or, like, other churches or whatever. They just come back to the Amish church. That is, and there's some other kids, like, they don't do that, any of that stuff, but they do, like, they don't party or whatever. They do a lot of other dumb stuff, too. Like, they go TPing or hmm. they yeah. put Vaseline on windows and doorknobs <laughs> and all that stuff. And they chalk yeah. houses and, like, really, a lot of dumb stuff. Like, yeah. they don't party or anything. They don't have phones or anything. They just they go do a little like, wild. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, like, it's not harm. It's not like maybe a, it's inconvenient, but it's not really. Yeah, I mean, I think play, pranks. Yeah, it, but sometimes it's kind of harmful. Like they, so when they go cruising, okay. so my my two sisters that are younger than me, they don't go partying or anything. Yeah. So they just what they call um, every Saturday night. They just you know sit. What they call it, they sit up or whatever. Okay. Which is kind of translated from the Dutch. So what they do is they go. They have like a group of girls. They go to one of their girls' houses, and they just like sit in the garage or whatever. Like they have cards and games or whatever, and it's then boys stable. would come and visit the, visit them and okay, you know, just it, it, it's kind of a little. I don't know. It's like a sleepover. Not really, because the boys can't sleep there. Oh, but the girls are all just hanging out. Yeah, the girls are hanging out there, and they and then boys just random groups of boys come at random times or whatever, whenever they want to, and they just. <laughs> Stay up until like one o'clock and they go to bed and the boys can't stay there anymore. So they got to leave. And, <laughs> and yeah. And then. To set it up. Yeah. So yeah. they go cruising around with buggies and whatnot. Okay. And then sometimes they unhitch the horse and take, they take the horse a mile that way and the buggy the other way and they can't find the horse or whatever. So yeah. They do a lot of that stuff like, too. Wh- why would you do that? Just because. Just because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a goodbye horse. Right. Yeah. I'm sure the horse knows how to get home, but yeah, I don't know. Or then the owner knows how to find it. There's right. there's been sometimes where like they hadn't found it until Sunday morning. No way. Yeah. yeah so they're looking for the horse for a while. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, just weird. That's crazy yeah. stuff. So Rumspringer is 16. You go and kind of do wild stuff. Yeah. Basically, and you said some parents go party, like mm-hmm. get out there and go wild. Get it out of your system. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's really. It's like inviting garbage into your life. Yeah, it is. Just it really lo- is. front load your life with a bunch of garbage. Yep. And then go back to the church. And when when you can go back to the when that's when they make their decision to go back to the church. Yeah. Right? They a lot of them they don't have like a they don't have really a Jesus moment when they decide to go back. They just they they go back because their parents want them to. That mm-hmm. is the only reason a lot of them go back. Really? Yeah. They would they do not want a lot of them they don't want to. But they but they go back because their parents and their family wants them to. Hmm. I think that's sad. Yeah, doing it just because your parents want. Yeah, that's a lot of Christians too. Yeah, it, like is. A, it really. I'm is. just gonna be a Christian because that's what my. They don't really. They're not into it. Yeah, they don't really. They don't really understand. Yeah. A lot of them, they don't understand anything about it. Yeah, like a lot of my generation, like they don't. They don't understand a lot of 
a lot of how like the Amish work and how the church works and all that stuff. Hmm. They just are part of the system. They just go along with it. They put they plug into the system. They just go along with it. And they just yeah yeah yeah. That's they. How long can they be on Rumspringa for? Um, a while. As long as they want to. I mean, normally it's around. So sometimes they join the church at 18 Mm -hmm. and then, and sometimes they join the church at 21. The latest is probably like 30 or so. Okay. So they're like partying and whatnot until they're For a long time. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, who's buying them beer? Like if you're 16, who's getting you beer? Older Older. kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be at least a 21 year old. And there's a new trend going around with the Amish youth too, that they got a lot of fake IDs too. Really? Yeah. I had uh, I had a fake ID when I was partying. No way. Yeah. How'd you? Just someone got it for you. Someone. Yeah, I got it off. Got off Snapchat. No way. <laughs> yeah. I, I Snapchat's huge in the. It is. It really is. There's a lot of people on Snapchat. They sell you that stuff. And there's a lot of scammers too. But oh yeah. But a lot of the Amish youth, they all got it from the same guy. Yeah. So yeah. They got the one dude. They, yep. They, and, and then they it. just pass it around like they just pass maybe his username or something around to yeah. other Amish youth and they can get it from them. And That's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Snapchat's so great. It's so bad. <laughs> it's evil. It is. It's nasty. But uh, it's so funny that that's the, the like, the door. Yeah. yeah. So you partied for a couple. You you left you left during Rumspringer? Is that when you left? Or what? Oh, what? Uh, yeah. It was like I transitioned from Rumspringer to where yeah. I am now. Gotcha. So I started partying when I was 16, and I didn't start driving until I was 18, 18 gotcha. and a half, because I had to sign my own license and whatnot. Mm. So when I turned 18, I got my permits, and then, which I was driving with my permits. I didn't have any license while I was driving. <laughs> yeah. You're so still yeah. Driving, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's how a lot of Amish kids, as soon as they get their permits, they're driving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about license right away. So yeah, and then, if they, they get in trouble, they just go to the church and they yeah. don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, like well, a, I don't know. Maybe. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's still kids that go to jail for it. Really? Yeah. I mean, not not for. So I got pulled over once with just my permits, and I got my vehicle towed. Really? So yeah. What'd you do then? Uh, you can't the really next, call your mom and oh, no, where, where, no. The cops gave me a free ride home. No way. So then, did you tell me you're Amish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they kind of knew because uh, yeah. Yeah. And Chipshawana. This was right. actually on Lagrange. Okay. This Lagrange. So yeah. Then the next morning, I called one of my friends and went to the to the um, the towing place, and we got it out for like three hundred bucks or whatever. It's <laughs> a pain. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just made sure not to get pulled over before I got my license. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's that's wild. I um. I mean, just logistically, this is a totally different question, but yeah. I mean, you call your friend, he probably has a cell phone, you have a cell phone, yeah. right? How how are you charging these phones? Out in the shop or? Um, batteries. 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 Like, so you can get these attachments that you put on top of Milwaukee or Makita or DeWalt batteries. Oh, okay. And then they have like USB, oh, USB okay. ports in the back, so they can just, yeah, charge. Charge that way. Yeah. Oh, and then you charge your battery out in the yeah. shop or whatever. Or, or in your room or whatever. Really? Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. I was like, yeah, I'm just trying. Like, how would you? Yeah, because I know when you're Rumspring, you have freedom to do kind of whatever. So phones can come into the house. Yeah, and things like that can. Yeah, and my so, my parents never really approved of my phone. 
I mean, yeah. I could never have my phone out when I was with them or like around them or whatever. You had to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. But there's a lot of parents that don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we were crazy when we were your age. You go and do what yeah. you want to do. Yeah. So you admired your brothers when you were younger. Yeah, I did. I really did. I really looked up to them. Yeah. Just like, man, I wish I could be like you. I wish I could be doing what you guys are doing. Yeah. And so then when you got there, did you kind of follow the same path? Yeah, kind of, but I was, I, so, so none of my brother, none of my brothers were driving. Hmm. They never drove because in our church, you could not have a vehicle. Like my parents would, they would get shunned. So actually this was, so when I, I moved out in August, about two years ago, I moved out. Wait. Yeah, it was two years ago. I moved out in August. I moved to my sister's place, which their church is a lot more liberal. Okay. They don't have, they don't worry like. Their kids can stay home with their cars and everything. But my church, where I grew up in, they could not, like, the kids could not stay home with their cars. Wow. So I had to park my car down the road for about two months or so, like, to, you know, it was about a quarter mile down the road, so I had to run down every, every morning. So you, then you run up, then you bring up to the house, get your stuff, and then leave, right? No. Or, or you take all of it? Yeah. You couldn't even bring your car to the house? For, I could. I did yeah. for, like, a couple times. So you I, had I to keep to, it, like, low-key. Yeah. They couldn't know it was your car or... So I parked my car at home one night and my dad was not happy about it. Really? Because I got home late from a football game, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and that's another thing too. The Amish, they also have a football league. Really? Yeah. It's at Rock Run Youth Park in Goshen, Millersburg yeah. area. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Millersburg area. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's on County Road 38. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The... Um... That's fast. So it's like tackle football? Yeah. They have pads. They have uniforms. No way. Yeah, everything. I thought it was just baseball. No. They have they have baseball. They have volleyball. They have basketball there. Well, they don't have baseball. They have, they have softball. They don't play softball. baseball. Just softball. Okay. Yeah. And then basketball. That makes sense. They but have volleyball. Football. I didn't realize yeah. football. I, I played football for three years. No way. Yeah. What, what position did you play? Uh, I played O-line for two years, and then the last year I played... D line and O line, okay. so yeah, I was in for like most of the game. <laughs> no way. Who who's your coach? Like older boys, or was it like? Yeah, yeah. A lot parents? of them. So a lot of the times it was like older Amish kids that were too old to play. So you could play until you were twenty two. Okay. And then you got you couldn't play anymore, or or until you joined <laughs> church. Because once you join church, you can't play anymore. No. So it was only like yeah for the some Rumble Springer kids yeah. that play for <laughs> some reason for some reason you can't compete in sports when you're. In the church, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why, but or then or then you can't wear shirts with lettering on it. Oh, I, I'm not sure, but but oh. but yeah, there yeah, was you some can't reason. Have jersey numbers, it yeah. has to be, yeah. So like, so there was like kids that were by the church that played ba- softball, mm-hmm. and they didn't, they just had like plain t-shirts. Yeah, they didn't have any numbers or anything on them. So they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, but they can't play football when they're by the church. <laughs> but yeah, it, but it was mostly. But it was mostly like Amish, older Amish kids. Or then it was like uh, there were some high school, high school football coaches that came to coach the Amish too. So. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. It just connected. Well, and yeah, I have so many questions, dude. This yeah. is crazy. The blowing my mind that Amish have football. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's go to high school then, because you the Amish don't go to high school. No. Eighth grade done. Yep. Right. Eighth grade. And then you start working. Yeah. Typically. Most time. Yeah. Um. 
Did you go to any public school or was it all no. Amish the whole time? It was an Amish, yeah. I went to an Amish private school. The whole time, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, I mean, eighth grade, how old are you in eighth grade? Uh, I was 12? 15. 15? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, right before Rumshringer. Yeah. Oh I was 15 when I graduated. And then, so my birthday is in March and I graduated in May, the okay. first of May. That's like when the programs are where they have like the, so they have winter programs where they just like, you know, they do like a couple hours with singing and saying like poems and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They have plays sometimes, like sometimes they have like nativity scenes of like Jesus and. Yeah. And then in the, and that's in the winter, that's around Christmas, like right around Christmas. And then in the spring when school, when school is over, they do like the spring program. Okay. That's what they called. And yeah, they just have like, you know, a couple hours of like singing and poems and all that stuff. So yeah. And you guys are presenting it to your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Then community. like people can come and, you know, listen to it or, and yeah. then, and then the last day of school is like the spring program is when the, the seventh and eighth grade school kids, they play the men, like they play the, their parents, like their dads in softball. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, no way. Yeah. Did you guys get smoked? Uh, I don't think I don't think we got smoked that year. I think we beat the dads, but <laughs> there was a couple times where the kids got smoked a lot. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, um, school ends in March, you said, basically. Yeah. Uh, or May? no, it ends in last of April, first of May. Okay. Usually, within well, then you guys can help with harvest and things yeah. like that, right? Because it's very, like you said you work on you live farm, very farm yeah. culture. So then, did you go and work in a factory? Or did you I did work? not start working in the factory until I was 18. Okay. Yeah, I. so my first job was, so I worked for my dad, kind of, like, I helped my dad on the farm when I turned, like, right when I got out of school. Okay. Like I just start, started helping my dad full time, and when I was, I think I was 15, it was actually that fall that I graduated. That fall, I started working for one of my cousin's neighbors, because he also worked there. Okay. We did like gutters and siding. Oh, okay. I worked there like part time, and then I quit there and I worked for my dad until I was sixteen or seventeen, something like that. Then I went to work for one of my neighbors, and we did like roofing, like mm. shingles. We tore off shingles. There's actually um, there's a retirement home in um, Goshen. Goshen. Yeah. I can't crossing. remember what it. What is it? The crossing. Waterford Crossing. Yeah. 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 We did we tore off the shingles there and then we gosh. It's yeah. a big facility. It is. Yeah. Yeah, we helped we actually helped another crew do it. So yeah, there was okay. like two crews working on it at that time. Oh my goodness. So did you just tear off shingles or did you also put them back on? Yeah, we tore yeah. off the shingles and put new ones on. Yeah. So yeah. I did that for a summer and it's tough. Yeah, it is. Especially it really when is. it's like baking down oh, yeah. sun and like the, the shingles when you when it's like really hot, the oh, shingles get soft. Yeah. Floppy, yeah. dude. It's crazy. Would And you probably would. I mean, I did this too. I put the shingles on my shoulder and walk them mm-hmm. up. You know? Sometimes. Every once some, in a while, they crane them up. Every yeah, once in right, a while. Right, right. Yeah, you're like, okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, during the winter, like, it was pretty crazy sometimes. Like, And we also, actually, we built a new police station in Wakarusa. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, Wakarusa, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been all, I mean, there's construction jobs everywhere. Yeah, so. there is. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah, then I quit there, and I think it was in, like, July... I can't remember what year because I'm not even sure. Yeah. But then I started working at a finishing shop and I worked there for a little over a year. And then I went to the factory, Crossroads mm-hmm. in Topeka. 
Okay. I worked there until April of last year. Wow. And then I started working where I am now. Nice. Do you do like welding or? Yeah. Yeah. I weld aluminum. Wow. For RV factories. Yeah. I mean, a welding job is. Yeah. That's a good. I mean, it's there's opportunity everywhere. Yeah. Really welding. Is, yeah. You know. Yeah. We're slowing down quite a bit right now. That's so. what. Yeah. That's why you could come to camp. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> You're off for a while. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much maybe, but. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I, I absolutely love camp. Yeah. No, it's a blast. Yeah. Cause I, I really feel like God's calling me to come to camp Yeah, a little bit more. Like I know. It's a peaceful I, place. I know my ministry is like to work with kids and whatnot, but I'm not, I'm not sure if it's just going to be Bible memory. I don't know if it's going to be bigger than that or not, but yeah. that's just what recently like my calling has been. That's so cool. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that transition because you grow up in the Amish church and mm-hmm. like, do you think there's? I mean, do you think there's God there? Like, it's probably um, nuanced. I don't, I'm not going to say it's not totally, but yeah, yeah. I I never experienced it. Yeah, I don't know. There's more I, rules and tradition. Yeah, that's basically what the Amish. If if there would be no shunning in the Amish church, and no and like no crossing the fence or whatever. If they didn't have any fences or nothing, there would be no Amish church. Hmm. That's what keeps them in line. Yep. The shunning is what keeps them in line. Yeah. Don't learn it's not, from other people. They don't they don't have a shepherd. They they gotta have fences. They don't have a shepherd to lead them. Yeah. That makes sense. It is. Yeah. It, it really does. Like I've heard someone say that and was like, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. I said that at uh, junior high camp. I don't know, were you at junior high? Yeah. I was, I was that, that. Yeah, that was my first time. Yeah. But it was actually before that. Yeah. It's I, interesting though, because it's like you're right. The f- right. It blew my mind when I heard it too. Like, yeah. Like, oh, that's not how they shepherd back then. Yeah. That's how they shepherd now, though. Right, and and it's like yeah, they were talking about like the rod and staff. They didn't whip the like they didn't whip the sheep or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just guide them, guide them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like it's actually kind of mind blowing once you actually think about it. Yeah. Just how they shepherded back then and now they do now. Yeah. Yeah. But so, um, so how did you start to unravel and actually experience God then? So my first time experiencing God was in November, it was on November 8th of last year. Okay. So I went to Journey Worship Center. They had a youth uh, worship night there. It was like a, they had like once a month, like a big youth worship night there. So I went there, one of my cousins invited me mm-hmm. and... I was went there. He on, I just, your cousin on Rumspringa? No, he was not. He he used to be, but their family also left the Amish. As gotcha. Well. Okay. So yeah, but he so he invited me there, and I was like, I kind of wanted to like. So before he even invited me, I actually kind of wanted to go. Like I saw it on Instagram, mm. and I kind of wanted to go. So yeah, then I told him I'd go, and I went there, and that was that was probably the night that changed my life. It was, I felt the Holy Spirit there and just like, it was just peace there. Hmm. Like real tangible. Yeah. It was just peace beyond all understanding. Yeah. And the first time you felt that. Yeah. It was the first time I felt that. Wow. And I never felt it. Like I never felt it anywhere else. Hmm. I never felt it in the Amish church or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you can't feel that there, but I'm just saying like, I've, it that's just there for your experience. Yeah, It was never there for my experience. Yeah. And, that was in November, January. I broke up with my girlfriend, and then I started 
it was a long distance relationship, so I couldn't go to Journey because I went down to her place every weekend. So yeah. that was when I like in January was when I started fully pursuing hmm. God. Like I just I went to everything. Like, I went to the, like the youth worship nights, and I just started going to church every Sunday. It was just yeah coming more and more. And then February nineteenth, I got baptized. And then, yeah, after that, it was just a journey of learning, experiencing new things, getting out of my comfort zone. and Yeah. Yeah. When you got baptized, would your parents? No. Say? They weren't? They were. My dad, so I got baptized on Sunday. The Saturday before that, my dad tried to talk me out of it. Really? Yeah. He called me and was like, yeah. Because you weren't living with him at that point. You were no. with your sister? I was at, no, I was you living were in Elkhart. Elkhart. Oh, wow. So I was even then. Okay. Yep. You moved out of your parents' house just so you could drive more. Yeah, I kinda. yeah, and that my dad kindly kicked me out. Okay, because if I would not have moved out, then they would have been shunned. Really? Yeah. Why? Because they you can't, so you can't have somebody living there at your house. Like even your kids, you can't have them living there even if they have a vehicle. Oh wow! So it was the vehicle that really yeah. And that's why your brothers never drove. Yeah, that's why my brothers never drove. <laughs> I, I hate that because you're going on some good things, but did your parents ever pay someone to drive them places? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Every time. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That, okay. that does not make sense, it does it? It does not make sense. Yeah. See, a lot of people, they don't they don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't, I don't get why. I don't get why they can drive tractors that have truck motors in them yeah. down the road 50, 60 miles an hour, but yeah. they can't drive vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? You right. sit on your your push your lawnmower and go somewhere. Right. <laughs> but yeah, where was I going? I'm sorry. Yeah, you were talking about um, going more into journey. Oh yeah, just experiencing that. So you go to get baptized. Your dad calls you and is telling you, talking, yeah. trying to talk you out of it, saying, "Hey, yeah, he's he was like, are you sure this is the right thing?' Like, well, and then a couple times after that too, like every time I went to like their house or whatever, not every time, but some of the times I went there, he was like. You know, don't you just want to move back home and you know just join the Amish church? And it's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, but you know, it's their. You said that parents want their kids to join. Yeah, they want know? their kids to join. And so, a lot. But I think there's some parents that are really awesome about it. They let their kids decide, hmm. and then they support their decision. I think that is amazing. Yeah, like my older sister is probably the one that I have like the closest relationship with in my family. The one you moved to? Yeah. Yeah. She is, she is like, we're really close kind of. And, you know, I go, I go to their place whenever I want to kind of just, you mm -hmm. know, pop in to see their new baby and, Hang you know, just talk with them hey. and you just see how they are. Yeah. And like, I sometimes help my brother-in-law, you know, make hay too. So nice. Yeah. He has like a, I don't know, like a 40 acre farm there and has a lot of hay on it and corn mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, yeah. So yeah, I just you help them. Extra help at times. And yeah, have farm experience. So. Right, right. <laughs> and when I lived there too, I also helped him, you know, uh, with the corn and with the hay as well. So yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like she, like she didn't, she didn't want me to be not Amish. Yeah. But she said it's my decision, and she will support it. Like she will still like you know. Yeah, she's there for you. Yeah, Family. absolutely. That's crazy. And that was, I think that really meant a lot to me. Yeah. That's touching. It really is. Yeah. And you still spend time with her. Yeah. It has a relationship changed at all? Cause no. It, yeah. Not at all. That's cool. Yeah. 
That's really cool. Yeah, that was probably the only one of my siblings that the relationship did not change. Yeah. The other ones, brothers and stuff. Was yeah, like, it was like they're like they say that I'm welcome there, but you know, it's just kind of you feel um, it. Yeah, I just feel that there's a little bit of tension yeah. there. So, do you ever tell I them just, that if they need a drive somewhere, just call me up? <laughs> yeah, I've I've driven my sister, like my older sister and her and her husband around, but yeah. not my other siblings. Really, that's probably gonna take a little while before they ask me to do that. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then it was actually while I was in Montana, so I went out to visit my cousins, which they're not Amish anymore either. They had also a really crazy experience. Really? So they have a, a community in Libby, Montana. Okay. Amish community? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Just they're a not, community. Yeah. They used all used to be Amish. Uh-huh. They all left the Amish kind of because there was a lot of problems out there. Like they did not agree with all the Amish stuff. Wow. And they're so splintered that they probably could start thinking for themselves. And Yeah. Wow. They just all moved out there. They so my uncle. I should actually go back a little bit. So my my aunts, my uncle, he and his dad and their and his brothers. They bought like a almost a thousand acre ranch out there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. they bought a thousand acre ranch out there, and this was back in nineteen ninety five, if I'm not mistaken, something okay. like that, and. Because God told them to move out there. So they bought that ranch out there, and there's, like, just a bunch of other people living out there right now. Oh, that's cool. And they So just, that's the community. Yeah, and they have, they have like, a couple different businesses that are really doing really well. They have a log home, metal, oh, wow. metal arc log homes. Okay. And then they have a store as well, which is, like, a, you know, ENS in Chippewa. Yes. It's, like, a mini that. Okay. They have, like, a deli and, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Ice cream, I'm sure. Yeah. Who knows what, Yeah. So I've and, been to like those little ENS pop ups every like in Oklahoma. Oh, if yeah. you ever go out to Oklahoma, there's one there. Oh really? And it's like Is it close to the Bible memory? The camp, yeah. Oh really? Real close to the camp. And it's literally the same stuff in ENS, the bulk. You know what I mean? Really? Like the the marshmallows oh, of yeah. the Lucky Charms and bulk. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like I, and it's the same labels I see in ENS out yeah. there from like somewhere out in Ohio. Some place in Ohio produces a ton of Amish goods and just yeah, ship it's it. a Walnut Creek. Yeah, yeah. Walnut Creek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They also ship it out to Montana. Actually, I was gonna say. I yeah. wondered. I wondered if they're. Yeah, they have a really. Yeah, they have a bunch of good businesses out there. They have like they all their homes. They made themselves like wow. log homes. They're just beautiful. Oh, I bet they're. And they're like they're like situated right in the valley of the um, Cabinet Mountains. Okay. And they actually have a mountain that they own. Oh my <laughs> word. That's so, so yeah. cool. I bet they hiked that all the yeah, I would be do. out there hiking that. They have a they have like a big clearing up there where they have like weddings and all that stuff. Oh. A lot of my cousins got married up there and Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So they caught called out there. All right, so you were saying you went out there though. Yeah, I went out there. I went out there to visit them actually. They also had like a family camp out there, like a church camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was not really expecting all this to happen what happened out there because what happened out there really changed my life. Hmm. It was, so this was, I went out there Monday. So I started out Monday. I went to Monday morning. I went to Chicago with the train, with Amtrak. Yep. Then from Chicago, I went to Libby. Okay. I got dropped off at Libby about 12.05 Wednesday morning. Some of that was like a day and a half out there. And so I just, yeah, I spent the whole time there at my uncle's cabin and, you know, house and whatnot. And I just helped with this at the store. And then so Friday, Thursday night was when the camp started. They had like camp, their church and their school is like right there. Okay. 
right on the whole ranch and everything. So they had the church camp there, and then I would just help them with the store before, like, camp starts and whatnot. So I went, so it started at it started Thursday evening. They just had, like, worship, and then Friday they had a whole bunch of other stuff. Friday we went hiking up a mountain, like, two miles up a mountain. Then we jumped into, like, a 40, 50-degree lake. Oh, that was cool. really cool. So, and then that went on for, like, the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday night was when they had the last worship session. Mm-hmm. And I was, so they called all the youth up there. And I thought they were just going to pray for us. And then we went up there, and all of a sudden, like, there were just people getting, they were just getting the Holy Spirit. Like, they were just getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was nuts. It was really, it was probably like seven or eight people at one time. That was like the first time. And that whole experience changed my life. Wow. Like, it literally, like, after that, like, I just stepped, started stepping out of my comfort zone a lot more. And after that was when God called me to Bible memory. Hmm. Because that, you know, I was not I was not really planning on going to elementary, mm-hmm. like because I had a bunch of other stuff going on that week. They had revivalists at Journey that week too, so I wasn't really planning on going. Like I I wanted to go really badly, but you know I had other stuff that I wanted to do. So I got back from Montana Tuesday night, and then Wednesday I asked my boss if I could go. I was like, you know, it it's okay if you say no. Like I don't I won't be yeah. at anything. Like he was like, I want to put you out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And because I kind of wanted him to say no, because yeah. so I could have a reason to say no to you know Chris and Janet, yeah. which was a really dumb idea. <laughs> but yeah, and then right after I talked with him, like he said he'll let me know for sure. And then right after I talked with him, like God just started speaking to me, like I need to go to Bible Memory. Wow. And I was just like, okay, well I need I need the money for my from my job, and he was just I need you need, I need you to go to Bible Memory. And. I was like, okay. So, back in high, back in junior high camp, Chris, you know, we had the plates and everything. Mm-hmm. Chris, he wrote Proverbs three, verse five and six, and I read it only once. I did not memorize it at all, and all of a sudden, those two verses came into my heart. It was mm. trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And after I, after those verses came into my heart, it was just like, wow! Like I just felt peace. I just knew I needed to do it. So. Then I that that afternoon I talked with Chris, and then yeah I told him that I'm going to be there. Did your boss say you're good to go? Basically, yeah he made yeah. he made sure that I could go. Wow, that's cool. I told him like I told him what happened. Like he's Amish. Yeah, but he understands a lot of that stuff, which is really cool. That's cool. So yeah, but yeah that was just after that it was just a lot of that week was a crazy week for me. Yeah, like, it was it was a really. Um, it was a messy week, but it was a beautiful mess. Yeah. Because I knew God's got everything. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> I was just at peace with a lot of stuff that week. Yeah. And just after that, it was just, after after that Sunday night was when my life, like, really changed. Really? Like, yeah. seeing, like, being. That t- touched by just yeah. the. Just, like, it just seemed, I just got filled to the top and just overflowing with the Holy Spirit. It was just wow. more. And you were just getting probably download after download after download. Absolutely. It was just, and I actually got a vision for somebody there too. No way. Yeah. After everything that kind of calmed down, I looked over to a little girl, like she was probably 12 or so. And I saw an angel come down and pour a pitcher of water over her head. No way. 
Did you tell her that? Yeah, I told her that. Uh, that's stepping out of your comfort zone. It really, yeah, that that really was. Yeah. And also was, yeah, which my, something that I've, you know, learned, one of my spiritual gifts is like praying for people. That is also really stepping out of my comfort zone because, you know, I like talking to new people, but I don't like making them uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And like just talking about stuff that's coming to you. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, how did he know that? Right. <laughs> or what? That's right. a God thing. That's a cool it, thing. It really is. So, yeah. So that's something that I've been doing the past few weeks of just stepping out of my comfort zone a lot. And yeah. God's well, we were really very moving. thankful that you were talking to Chris coming to that. Next oh, week. yeah. That was very helpful I mean, for the whole. And you had the elementary kids. That's a fun age. Yeah, it was. It really They're was. so sweet. They're just little little homies. Yeah, yeah. they are. Like, and there was like a lot of, um, there was like times, like after that I was like, okay, God, like why did you, why did you put me there? Like, cause I'm, I'm sure he would, he put me there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think was because of a little kid. He kind of reminded me when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. he was really rebellious and like, he just didn't want to sit down. And so, yeah, I, I kind of helped him with that. And I think you related. I, yeah. You knew how to talk to him. Yeah. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident. That's why God put me there. Yeah. Even if it was just for that little thing, yeah. which I, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. That's so cool. You said, um, the crazy thing about your cousins leaving, I, I, I was just thinking about that. Was that the the fact that God called them to the thousand acres or was there like shunning and different stuff with that? Um, it was switched so, switch topics real no, quick. Yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah, God called them over there. They did not have any money at all. Oh, wow. It was it was God that literally, that he didn't give it to them, but he pretty much did. Like he provided yeah. everything for it. And now they have like two huge businesses. Like they have a lot wow. of businesses. That's cool. So, I didn't know if it was like a shunning thing or something. The yeah, I think so. Too. Yeah, it was just here's here's the thing. Like when Amish people start studying the Bible, actually, most of them, they leave the Amish. Can't you get in trouble for studying the Bible too much? Isn't yeah. Isn't that like a thing? Well, that's that's when they leave the Amish. When they when mm-hmm. they start studying the Bible a lot and, you know, other people find out about it, they're going to get in trouble and then they're going to leave. Wow. That's that's how most most of the times. Not all the times, but most of the times. Wow. That's unfortunate. It really is. Yeah. 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 Especially when you're whole. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's not when you live by this, but then if you start studying it, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like a lot of people, like they just don't know that it's like a lot of Amish people. They don't know it's in the Bible. Hmm. Do you think you were ever going to go back to the Amish church or were you already on your way out? That was another thing too. Like when I grew up, I did not, I did like, I've had dreams of not becoming Amish, not being Amish or like I've, when I was in my Roman spring, I always thought I would kind of probably go back sometime. Mm-hmm. But like when I was a little kid, like I would always dream of driving a semi, you know, be a truck driver. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's also <laughs> sitting out there like chucking corn, man, I want to be a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also another thing, when I was a little kid, I've had not this explained to me yet, but when I was a little kid, I've had a lot of dreams about God, about heaven, hmm. like about me being in heaven. I've had not, I didn't, I never got really an interpretation for that. Hmm. I don't know. Do you remember those dreams? A lot of them do. Yeah. Um, I have an interpreter for you. If you want to connect with her, it's my sister. Not the one you met, but a different one. Okay. And she's really good at uh, biblical dream interpretation because there's other types of dream interpretation. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And get you connected. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I have dreams every once in a while, especially if you remember a dream, mm-hmm. there's significance to it. Right. Like we go through our life and we forget our dreams all the time. But if it's like a vivid dream and you remember it, mm-hmm. it's probably like an indicator of like, hey, this is a message. Well, right. No. Right. Then if you look at the Bible, how God talks to people throughout the whole Bible, if you break it down, like, you know, he physically is talking to them, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. through, he like, you know, comes mm-hmm. to it. But dreams and visions, if you look at the Bible, that's one third of the way God talks to people. Yeah. Right. And we spend one third of our life dreaming. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's correlations there. That right, right. Are interesting. So God's definitely talking to people that way. Yeah. But yeah. That's funny that you've, you would have those dreams of, I mean. Yeah. I think sometimes I think like it's because I would, I would often cry myself to sleep when I was a little kid because I didn't really, you know, get much attention. Yeah. And cause I was kind of in between like girls. Different kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I, all my, all my brothers were like older than like. My brother that is just older than me, he's about eight, eight years older than me. Wow. So yeah, I didn't really have any brothers, and I didn't really connect with my sisters either. So like, you I, were. I usually, lost. I usually would just taunt them or make them mad or make them cry or something like that. Yeah. Which is something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I and I think, I think that was kind of God showing me that He was with me. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. That's tough. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, but you know. I got me through it. Yeah. And like you said at the start of this, you, you had a good life, childhood. Yeah, I, I did. Mean, it wasn't... I really did. I, I have a lot of great memories growing yeah. up. Yeah. I think some of that, too, is you're, you're disconnected from, I mean, we my, the English grow up with phones and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. You miss a lot of things. Yeah, you do. You really do. Because I, I've i had a lot of great memories of, like, playing with my cousins, going out in the woods, playing cowboys and Indians. Yeah. That, yeah. that was really fun. Like, we would... You know, the cowboys would tie, or no, the Indians would tie the cowboys up to trees. and No way, yeah. <laughs> well, if you have 10 acres of woods, that's right. awesome, too. Right, yeah. and also, like, a lot of my cousins, they have woods, too, so. Yeah, and you lived close? Uh, not. not really. Okay. Well, it was, it was the closest was, like, three miles, but that wasn't really close because it would, like, take half an hour with the horse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the furthest away was, like, it was in, so I lived in LaGrange, and the furthest away was... Napanee. Wow. That's and a We trek. would always get a driver. Yeah. Yeah, we would not, which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. Uh, how about, like, uh, when you guys would get food? Would you get a, a van and a driver for food? Uh, or would no. they, was there a local? We would, just, we would just go to ENS. Okay. So, yeah, we live about five miles from ENS. So that was doable. Yeah. Yeah. Or then once a month maybe or once every, like, twice a year maybe we would go go to Walmart in Sturgis, which was, which was like 14 miles away. Yeah. We would drive that with a horse and buggy, too. Really? So yeah, we would, like, load up with a lot of stuff. and you know. That you can't get from me and us and yeah. things. Yeah. Like, and it's cheaper. Sometimes it's cheaper, too. But yeah. Maybe. You bulk up. How do yeah. you get all the kids? If you have nine kids, I mean, I guess they're not all in the buggy at the same time, but how do you get everyone in? Uh, So we would have, Two like buggies? A, yeah, we would have, like, what they call the double buggies. Okay. And that's, like, two seats. Okay. And though the single buggies is just one seat. So we would, whenever we would go someplace or whatever. So, okay. So my older, my oldest brother is, he's in 1990. So he would be 33. Okay. And my youngest sister, she's in 2007. So that would be 16. She's 16. Oh, wow. So it's almost 15 year, 14 year spread. Yeah. I really, wait, is it? She's 16. He's yeah, 30. Oh, 33. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking 30. That would be yeah, that's 17. 17. 
No. Okay. I, I thought it was more 18? than that. I don't know. I can't yeah. do math. No, 17. Yeah, yeah. So 90 seven. to 20, yeah. 2007. Yeah. That's still a spread. It really is, yeah. yeah. 17 years of having kids. Yeah. Good Lord. But that's... uh. And then I don't think we ever like, yeah, we always would just, you know, get like, use like three, two or three bogeys or something like that. Yeah. Because by the time my youngest sister was born, my older brother, he was like, you know, married. Room Springer. Well, he wasn't married yet, but he was on Room Springer. Gotcha. So they would always drive separate. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Because most of the times, like, my dad would, uh, you know, get like a used buggy or something for my older brothers when they started Room Springer. So they could, you know, drive that. Go out and do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they joined the church and they turned 21, I think, they got a brand new buggy. Oh, wow. From the dad? Or from the church? No, not from the church. Okay. No. My, I think my dad would pay some of it, though, but I'm not okay. sure how much, though. I'm not sure. I, but I know some parents, like, they give their kids, like, like new nice. buggies. Yeah. So, yeah. And those costs, probably average of new buggy is probably, like, 12 grand. Wow. It can go up to at least 20 grand. Yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, then you got to add the horse. Horses are expensive, too. Well, the horse, yeah, the horse is not included in that price. Yeah, I was going to say. The horse is another, like, 10 grand. Yeah. 7 to 10 grand, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, horses. So my dad never really got expensive horses. Yeah. He would always just get, like, you know, kind Sport of the. Horse or, yeah. Yeah. Run of the mill. Those would be probably your average of, like, 3, 5 grand, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Still, that's uh, that's a new car. Yeah, I mean, it is. maybe not a new car, but it, it, it's a used car. Yeah, you could definitely spend money on. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it's interesting. And, you know, those those are things that like you you just don't know because you're not in that lifestyle, right? So you right. wonder. Yeah, three miles is gonna take you thirty minutes. Yeah, you know, and because you go about ten miles an hour. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, not not quick. Yeah, and the other thing with like. I'm in a car. I'm going 10 miles an hour. I'm going 10 miles an hour consistently right. for those miles, right? right? Horse and buggy, you're going four, two, three, four. I mean, it's as fast as the horse goes. Yeah. It's not consistent, you know. It's, but they still you, like, there's, they there's got very their pace. Seldom, yeah. Yeah. There's very seldom where they walk. Sometimes if they're like, it's a long drive, like 16 miles. Oh, yeah. Then they let them walk for like the last, maybe like last half mile or so. Walk, yeah. Cool them down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or then when we would get to like if it was a hot summer day, we would get to our cousin's place or get home from our cousin's place or whatever. Like we would just take the horse, like put like a hose with cold water and just uh, shut, wash. But the horse they love the yeah. yes because you get that lather. Yeah, that like uh, white sweat. lather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sweat on. I see him going, especially like the hot days. Oh yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Oh man, that's it's just fat. Yeah. How does this, you know, how do you go get food? How do you do that stuff? You just wonder. And it's like you go to ENS and you can't have electricity, but then all the food is inside a building that's full of electricity. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's there. just a lot of different Would they do like one big run or was it? It's probably like once a week. Yeah. Once a week groceries. Would you guys ever go out to like eat, get fast food? No. Very seldom. If we would. So sometimes we would like go to McDonald's, which is in Lagrange. Like we would yeah. go to um, Miller's, which is in okay. Lagrange as well. That's a bulk food store. Okay. And then McDonald's was right on the other side. There was like very seldom where we would get McDonald's. Yeah. But I always enjoyed McDonald's. Was <laughs> yeah, that was probably a highlight. Yeah. Like oh my gosh, do they have a play place? No. They no. Don't have a play. Okay. No. Yeah. But yeah, it wouldn't. 
we would get Subway too sometimes, and then most of the times we would just get you know pop like pop from the store or mm-hmm. like a bag of chips or something on the way home. So yeah, it's like your treat. Yeah, for doing that. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, uh, here's another question for you. So I know um, when people graduate eighth grade, they go to work. I've heard that could be totally wrong, but mm-hmm. some uh, most of the time the, the parents keep their checks and give a small percentage yeah. to the kid. Yep. And then we'll then give that money to them after they join. No. The, or no? Never. No. They just... So, when I started when I started working, I would like... Most of my paycheck would go with my dad. I would like maybe get 20 bucks for my first paychecks. Really? Maybe 20 bucks or so. And then uh, that was... No. Wait. Not even 20 bucks. Allowance, my allowance back then was like maybe five bucks a week. Wow. And yeah. And that does not go a long way when you're partying, drinking beer. Yeah buying cigarettes and all that so that doesn't go a long way for me so yeah i would always say you know and <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing but i was like steal money from my dad's wallet to pay for that <laughs> stuff sometimes yeah and i mean he's paying you five bucks a yeah, yeah. and he, and he, he was like right, keeping, keeping most of my paychecks so you know i would i would really struggle to make ends meet and stuff wow so yeah that's also kind of when i learned you know about money and whatnot like you know how to save money mm-hmm and I would always switch. I would make a lot of money, like, trapping groundhogs. Okay. I would either shoot them or, like, do the... Do you know what a conibear is? It's a, like, a... It's a um, body trap. Oh, like yeah. They just have, okay. like, springs that when they go through, they have, like, two tongs going down. They just snap, snaps yes. the body, and it's just they just die immediately. I have one of my... Out for my moles right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like Yeah, so scissor. I would, like... I would do that to my neighbors because he had a lot of groundhogs, and I would, like, you know, either shoot them or trap them or so yeah you pay for you yeah he would like pay me like three bucks for the small ones and five bucks for the big ones so so i would make a lot of money from that too yeah you didn't have to give that to your dad no that was all my money why did he take the 90 percent then or whatever that's because that's like a it's it's because so supposedly like i'm not i'm honestly not sure yeah i should ask never gives you it back no Right. Yeah. I've heard that. So I wondered if it was like a once you come back to the church, they give you they help no. you pay for your property or something. I think yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. So my dad so when I started keeping my own checks, like when I turned eighteen I got my own bank account because mm-hmm. I wanted to keep my own checks because I wanted to buy a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So and my dad told me if I don't give his give my money back to him, like if I don't start, you know I can keep some of my check but I have to give the rest of it to him. If I don't give the rest of it to him then He's not gonna. Um, what's that thing called when they die? Like you get. Oh, in the will. Yeah, inheritance or whatever. Inheritance. Yeah. So yeah, I'm probably not gonna be in the inheritance or anything. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah, pay to be in the inheritance. It's yeah, interesting. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh well, I mean that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. But you know, yeah. it's at least more of my more of my brothers can get it. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, there probably wasn't with nine kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very small sliver. I'm right, sure. right. Yeah, that's um, Amish mafia. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I didn't think so. No, nope. yeah. there's a lot of like we, we make jokes about it all the time. Like, yeah, you know when you're on Rome Spring, like we make jokes about it, but no, there, it's not a thing. Yeah, you're probably just buying it from the drug dealer and wherever you know if they're getting drugs. It's not yeah. Amish ring no. it's like i mean sometimes there's like amish kids that are drug dealers but yeah yeah for the most part yeah i'm sure 
you know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I never knew any, um, I know there were a lot of Amish married men that would like do drugs and whatnot. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I never knew about it or anything. Like I know there's a lot of them that smoke cigarettes, like a lot of them. Oh yeah. The people who did my roof, they were smoking just nonstop. Amish? Yeah. They were Amish. Where were they from? Um, yeah, I forget who it was. Um. Martin's something uh, it's a steel roof okay so they put on a steel roof okay and uh they would come in the afternoons and they would it was literally get done with their factory job mm-hmm. come oh really put on the roof they did that two days in a row nice and they're just it's like <laughs> two or three packs yeah I'm like oh my gosh like marble reds like cowboy yeah. killers i'm like <laughs> yeah God. they they smoke a lot yeah and also chew they really yeah. yeah probably typically when they're at work yeah, because right, people aren't really watching as much. Yeah, you're not in the factory. Like it was crazy how many I worked with a lot of Amish men at the factory. And it was crazy how many of them smoked. Really? Yeah, and vaped as well. No way. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd love to see an Amish person vaping. Yeah, that'd be wild to see that. Yeah. I mean, they weren't supposed the to vape. So Crossroad was a really, I don't know. There was a lot of uh, weed smoking going on there. Really? Yeah. Like, they were not supposed to vape or. Absolutely not smoke weed at all in there. Right. Like even at work or whatever, it doesn't matter where you're at. You cannot smoke weed. But they would <laughs> yeah. get their dad pens out during work and just no it, way. It. Are they on Rumspring or are they actually like uh, married so, men? So Both. the married men, they didn't they didn't smoke weed, but they would vape in the building. <laughs> so yeah, they're not hitting their dad pens and going back to yeah work or whatever. I'm, I'm not. I, I never saw any of them hit a dab pen, but yeah. I know there was a lot of my coworkers that hit dab pens. That yes. they were not Amish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, factory work. That's just it. it that is what it is. I mean, yep. I, that's everywhere. All my friends. They run off. Most of them ran off of Adderall as well. Yeah. Red Bull, dab pens, and Adderall. Yeah, Adderall. That's big in that the factories. Is, that and is, is it big? big in the Amish? So I was gonna ask. Oh yeah. Because it's like that, that's like meth. It really it is. is. It, it it's a it's a smaller amount version of meth. Yeah, and there are they. Is that big in Rumspring or is that big oh, yeah. just all? Um, I'm not sure. So I think a lot of them, a lot of them get it from like they might be diagnosed. A lot of the Amish kids might be diagnosed diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. So they just buy a lot of it and they just sell it to their friends. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And it's like when you're at a party or whatever. It's like thirty bucks a pill. Oh wow! <laughs> so they can make a killing off of it. Yeah, there just... was a there was an Amish kid that made ten grand at one party, Amish party, no selling Adderall. Way. Just going to, and when you're drinking, I mean that's the yeah that is that you is can drink when, even harder. Oh yeah, you you can stay up later. Like it's mm. I have I I did that uh, like I did it often actually, but there was a time where I didn't sleep sleep for two days. Oh my word! Yeah, that's tough. Like I went to, so I took it Saturday night, I think, like late Saturday night, and I didn't sleep. Like I didn't sleep Sunday night at all. <laughs> like next morning, I had to go You're to work. Still, just like, yeah, literally, like yeah. you just like it's just in a You're haze, up. kind of. Yeah, and there's no way you can come down. Yeah, uh, unless you do some. And other then drug when it comes down, down you oh. do not feel good at all. You crash. Uh, just, yeah, you just crash, and it's just like, oh. yeah, and that's. You don't really have a hangover when you have Adderall. So that's when the hangover starts coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you're probably at work. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? At the factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to oh, yeah. bust as hard as you can go. Go as fast. Be, you know. And you're Amish, so you got to work hard. Yeah. To let everyone else know that you're Amish. Yeah, yeah right. I don't know. It's, 
that's kind of the stereotype I've heard is, is, you know, uh, what was, this is what I've heard. Okay. So, yeah. but, um, they used to come into the factories at 6am, let's say at 6am. Yeah. And so all the people who show up, at, but the Amish wanted to make sure everyone knew that they're Amish. So they come at five <laughs> work started. So then they changed the hours to 5am. So then everyone comes in at 5am and I was like, okay, we'll start coming at four. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just like, and that's why factories start at 4am. You know, I don't know if that's true. No, they actually start at five. Most There's of them, five, I think yeah. some of them start at four, but most of them start at five. It's just like, that's the, that was yeah. the tale I was told, you know, I don't, but, I don't know if that's true. It could be, yeah. but I don't think so. Yeah. Because there's a lot of English people that drive like Amish men, yeah, to work. So really, okay, yeah, uh, yeah I, that's how I've heard. Yeah, uh, I thought my dad did that. That's how we met our friends. Oh, really? He used to work at Jayco. And oh, yeah. just pick people up as he would go. Yeah, you can make a nice little. Yeah, you, you know, do. I I made so when I worked at Crossroads, I I would charge my riders. I took in like three people. I would mm-hmm. charge them fifteen bucks or like five bucks a ride, five bucks to work, and five bucks from work. Wow. So it was like 10 bucks a day for three people. So it was like 30 bucks a day. Yeah. Times times five. five. That's like 150. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. So that's not, that's plus on top of my paycheck. So yeah. It's extra cash. I mean, you have to get up and move a little bit earlier, but it's like, right. I mean, I got up at, I think it was like three thirty or so three thirty three forty five. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I had to be at work by, I, w- I wanted to be at work by four forty five. So yeah. Yeah. Punctual, mm-hmm. on time. I love it. Yeah. I'm working. Yeah. What time would you get off? Like two. Um, it kind of varied from day to day. The factories they vary from day to day. Yeah. So we didn't really have any specific hours. It was just like you would get. So I think we got like 21 units. We had to get 21 units done in a day. Sometimes it would Piece be two rate, o'clock. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it would be two o'clock. Sometimes it would be 12 o'clock. Sometimes it would be 11 o'clock. Yeah. Very few times where it was 10 o'clock, but. As soon as you get them done, yep, you're good to go. That's that's, that's nice. why that's why like er, that's why the factories go so fast. Is by yeah. you, it's incentivizing. It, yeah, it makes sense. Get yeah. these units out, get them knocked out and done. Yep, that's wild. Um, shoot, I had another question for you. I'm just getting all my Amish questions out. Like, <laughs> yeah, what absolutely. About this one? What about that one? It'll come back to me. Well, I know uh, services are segregated. Right. Was your guys' service segregated when you'd have church women on one side, men on the yeah. other? Yep. Yeah. And that was pretty fascinating when I went. I was like, oh, this is yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, um, the families don't sit together. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know you sit with your dad. Yeah. And Until you're – so in our church, like in our con- – or like in, in my church, you would sit with your dad until you're like maybe 10 or okay. so, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not even sure because I don't remember. It was yeah. such a long time ago. I don't really remember. So you would sit with your dad when you're 10 and like, you know, the Amish kids, they wear suspenders Yeah. and you could wear suspenders or you have to wear suspenders until you were like 14 or 15. Okay. Th- that was in my church, but there was a lot of other churches where you were 12. You could, you didn't have to wear suspenders anymore. Okay. Then, you were, then you were cool. Oh yeah. You're <laughs> part of the cool crowd. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, Then when you turned 10 or 12, you could go sit wherever. Yeah. You, you had... Sit with your buddies. Yeah, sit with your buddies. You would uh, like, so the the kids that were not sixteen yet, they were like fifteen and under, fifteen between fifteen and ten. Yeah, they would all line up, like line up outside from their age group or whatever, mm. like the oldest to youngest. So. And then that's when they would sit you. Yeah, they would usually they would sit us in the front, so we would in front of everyone. Yeah, so Pay we would attention. misbehave. Yeah, 
I mean, there was there was a couple times where it was sit in the back, and yeah, that was stuff that would happen. But yeah, sometimes there was there was some times where I had to go sit with my dad because I was misbehaving. No way. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, take me by the ear and just take me over to this place. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long are those services? Um, so they start at nine and they go until like twelve. 30 okay sometimes 12 12 always at someone else's house they rotate yep right every yeah almost everybody takes a turn there are some people that they just don't have place for it so they don't yeah. take turns or then somebody else takes a turn for them so yeah then so yeah it's every two weeks yeah that's wild that's kind of nice that you're not every week at church yeah it's kind of nice and then sometimes like you go to maybe your cousins or to somebody yeah. or whatever yeah you go with different families and are you still close with all the kids that you grew up with no i don't know i don't I haven't seen any of them really in a long time. So that's because you can't, I mean, you, you're living life with them. Yeah. For yep. so long. And then it's just like, yeah. I mean, it didn't really, didn't really bother me that much at all because I have, I found a new family. So yeah. Yeah. New friends. Do you ever see, well, like, do you guys do reunions and things like that too? Yeah. Big family get togethers. Do you go to those? I have not been to those in yeah. a couple of years, actually. No. Do you think that will ever change? Yeah, I'll probably yeah probably start going to them in a couple yeah. of years. I'm sure time will. Probably once I get married, I'm probably gonna you know. Yeah. Which actually probably before that, probably next year. Which I didn't really. Now I kind of want to go. You know, just I don't know because I love my family. Yeah. Even if, even if they don't really accept me, I still love them. Yeah. The part of I like you are. And I have yeah. I have a bunch of nieces and nephews that I really love. Yeah. And I know like they love me as well. Yeah. Regardless of if you're on yeah. or not, yeah. Yeah, I know they do because, yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun sometimes. Like, they just tell me, like, you can't drive a car. I was like, well, when you're as old as me, you can drive a car, too. <laughs> like, I make sure they don't tell their parents. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of fun. That's I, cool. lo- I really love hanging around with my nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's part of your calling is those kids, too. Yeah. You know? You'll know them. It's just, like, I think I really, I, I know my calling is kids. But it's just what is it? How's it unfold? Where's yeah. that at? Yeah, like so I I know of, I know it's starting at Bible memory. Yeah, because I really want to do travel next year. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see the different states. Um, Bible memory started um, in the Mennonite Church. Oh really? And so everywhere we go, there's an Amish community. It's interesting. I see. Yeah, and there's always Amish people cooking or. They're no, but they're one generation removed. Like the we were in Oklahoma and the cook there, her parents are Amish. Really? But she's not. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like that close. So you know, people who right. were you when they were younger. It's interesting to kinda of, so I pick their brain when I'm out there. Right. So each camp from Ohio to Iowa to Michigan well, to Oklahoma, Kansas, yeah. Oklahoma. I've yeah. heard there were Amish out there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there, what yeah. part Iowa is the other one? Um, it's close. It's real close to Chicago, close to the border, and so okay. yeah. Uh, There's I, a couple Amish communities in Iowa. I don't, yep. I don't know really where. I just know Bloomfield, Iowa, which I don't know where that is. Yeah, I have no clue. I, I was there for. I wasn't there for the full camp. I was there for the day because the baby was coming. Oh, so okay. I didn't want to be in Iowa, and then my wife oh, goes yeah. into labor. That would have been awful. <laughs> so that was right before junior high. Isn't it? Yeah, it, actually, the baby was due during junior high camp. Yeah, and you and were so, there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we were there. It was kind of yeah. nice, actually, because if she would have been at the house, she would have done stuff, and she would have been right. worrying. She actually could just be there 
and chill yeah. at that location. It's a nice camp. I really yeah, love it. It's it very is. peaceful there. Yeah. I feel a real sense of peace there. I, love, I like it. Each camp's different, though. Yeah. Um, we, we have a camp in southern Indiana, which you may have met some of the kids at junior high who yeah. came up. Most, big, a lot of them, actually. Big Amish community down there, yeah. too. So it's just, and I say Am- Amish is really, it's a spectrum. Like, people who didn't grow up in Goshen, they say Mennonite. Yeah. They think Mennonite means Amish. It doesn't. Really? Yeah. I have so many people from, I lived in Florida for a year. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you have a ton of Mennonites up there. I'm like, yes, but you're talking about Amish, right? Because <laughs> there's a lot of Mennonites who don't drive horse and buggy. And there's some Mennonites who are not conservative at all. And there's Mennonites who do drive horse and buggy. And there's Mennonites who do, yeah. yeah. There's old order Mennonites. Yeah. There's beachy Amish. There's like shades, so many different shades. Yeah, and it's like they don't they don't really serve with each other as well. Yeah, they're isolated, yeah. right? They've got if, their own rules. Like here's where, like here's where I don't understand where the body of Christ we should all be in one with each other. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where that's where the enemy wants. That's what the enemy wants is, is separation. Yeah, yeah. Isolated. Yep. Yeah, you're between your brothers and sisters, and you're alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's your story. Is literally the you're around Amish. So close, but you're absolutely. It's yeah, I would, I would definitely advise the viewers to go to um, uh, Breaking the Silence on YouTube. It's like yeah. a, so they're like six videos, like forty two minutes each, okay. and they're really good. Is it a local guy, or he? So his dad grew up in Middlebury. He okay, grew, and then they moved out to Kootenai, Mon- West Kootenai, Montana. Okay, that's where they left the Amish. Wow. Okay. So yeah, they. They like open everything up about the Amish. They're Amish. They're like ex like Amish people that give their testimonies there, and it's just it's really amazing. Breaks it down. Oh yeah, helps you it, understand. It breaks it. everything down. It's like everything from the Anabaptists in Switzerland mm-hmm. to when they moved to France in yeah back in the day eighteen hundred seventeen hundreds or yeah. So the Anabaptists started in fifteen twenty three. I was just listening okay. to one of the yeah, and then the Amish were started by Jacob Amon in 1693. Okay. Jacob Amon and Mena Simons. <laughs> so Jacob Amon, Amish comes from Amon. Okay. And Mena Simons, Mennonites. Mennonite. Wow. Okay. So, and then Jacob Amon wanted to be more conservative than Mena Simons did. So that is when, <laughs> that is when the Mennonites and the Amish split. And then what? the okay. people that wanted to be with Mena Simons. Stayed went, there. Yeah. And then the almost that's wild and it just fractured and fractured. Yeah. And the reasons that way they don't have mustaches, like the Amish don't have wear mustaches. Yeah. Is because in France during the war, this was back in the fifteen, sixteen hundreds, like they they like the the soldiers they would wear mustaches. Mm. So they didn't want to be a part of the war because they were pacifists. Yeah. So then they didn't wear mustaches. And now twenty twenty three communities hundreds of thousands of people don't wear mustaches because of that yeah i think yeah it's it's because of that and like because so they they see like english people as the world Mm, yeah so yeah so if you have a mustache then you're of the world but they have beards yeah you know there's there's some amish communities in new york that have mustaches they have like the kind of i don't know maybe like the five o'clock shades or whatever okay so yeah yeah. (laughs) a lot of shaving yeah, I'm sure. 
And then there's some people because once you get married, you can't shave it all the beard, right? Yeah. So then if you you've not grown your beard in and not been shaving, it's a scraggly little <laughs> yeah, right. And there's like there are Amish men that they cannot grow a beard. This is yeah. like a couple hairs coming down. That's yeah, it's like they're clean shaven, but it's just like a hair there. <laughs> there. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it's just fascinating the the world that's there, and it's like so close, but you're right, it's isolated. Right. I've been trying to break in and talk to different. I mean, they there's needs there, there's relationship. I love the community. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm like, man, I wish I could. And there's some practices like the cell phone thing. I mean, I'm so, so tied up in the cell phone all oh, the time. Yeah. Maybe I need to put that in a booth outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> maybe not, but have a section for it so it's not. In my life, it's right. kind of hidden away. Right, there's things like that where I'm like, there's there's wisdom here, mm-hmm. so, and they like you probably know they don't have cell phones. They just have landlines. Yeah, landlines yeah. out yeah. in the phone booth by the driveway. Right, right, yeah. Sometimes like so, our phone booth when I when I was at home, our phone booth was like maybe couple hundred, couple hundred yards down the road from us. Wow, at another person's driveway. So that that was like maybe. I think it was like three or four neighbors that would share that same phone booth. Really? So yeah. So then you'd have to listen to everyone else's answer. Yeah. Or would they just be kind of hanging out there? Uh, no. There? So we would have a flag or whatever, like an orange flag that would go up and to make sure that nobody, like somebody knows that they're there. And when oh, they, okay. then when they get done, they, they just put, put like, yeah. Do you have an answering machine? Yeah. They have an answering machine with like a couple different boxes. So like oh, one nice. family, maybe like their kids will have a separate box or whatever, like just a, yeah. It's a me- message. Hey, here's the layman's. These layman's. If you yeah. want to talk to them. If you want to talk to these layman's, come push <laughs> number two. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. That's cool, though. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a different culture, you know. Yeah, right. And you guys don't have any electricity. Do you guys have um, freezers and fridges? Yeah. Okay. Were they? And that was another thing, too. So we had all, all my years growing up, we would have English neighbors. Okay. And we would put freezers over there in their barn because they had electricity. Oh. So, yeah. And so then, then you would just them. walk over there and get your stuff. Yeah. But we had, so we actually have nat, we have uh, propane-powered fridges. My okay. parents, they have propane-powered propane powered fridges and freezers as well. <laughs> so, yeah. But a lot of them, they have electricity from solar panels. They're yeah. starting to get more and more of that. I was going to say with the duck farm that you did, does he yeah. run that off of solar? Maybe. No, we actually, okay, so this was just a couple years, actually just a year ago, he got a generator, like a big gen set for it. Oh, nice. But before that, it was everything off of gas, propane. Oh, wow. Okay. And then we would have like a motor that would like start, like an automatic start motor for like the water pressure and everything, so. Wow. Yeah, because that's all probably automated and there's Yeah, but, and now, and lights were also all propane. Wow. Now the lights are like just autom- automatic electricity, so. Right. Upgraded, yeah, that was actually a really big upgrade for my parents as well. Like, it probably doesn't it doesn't cost as much, yeah. Propane's expensive, yeah, it is, yeah. And it, we had a shortage in 2020, and there's like all this, oh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, people are fighting over things. I mean, yeah, right, crazy, yeah. yeah, that's wild. Wait, so when did you leave your parents' house? Was it 2020 or 2019? 2020k, um. This is like it was 2021. 2021. It's so recent. That's so wild. Yeah, long. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Because um, I was born in 03 and I would be 18. Yeah, in 2021. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I have a, 
different question now that just came into my mind. Talk yeah. about dating. Mm-hmm. What what it's different than, and I'm sure this is something you've been kind of learning, maybe yeah. in your own stream. But what's like the because it, it's courtship, right? Or what's the? So normally, they have a couple dates or whatever. Okay, and then they what they call go steady, where okay. they they would be like a couple. Okay. Like they don't really go out on. I mean, they go out on dates sometimes, but it's just like they now they're hanging stay. out all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like they're in a relationship right now. Like when they're dating, they're not really in a relationship. Yeah, they're just checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but a lot of when you're on Romspringa, most of the relationships start by hooking up. Gotcha. So which is like you know they meet at a party and they're both drunk and you know they go do stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's when a lot of relationships start. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So they tie. It's a soul tie. Yeah, pretty much. Tie right there. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then they're, but then that's like the rest of their life. Maybe not always, but. Yeah, it's not always, but I don't, I don't think the Amish youth realize that that's a soul tie. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, no one told I've, me. Nobody told me until I started going the journey and I realized I have soul ties with some people. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's not fun. So you have to unravel that. Yeah, that, and I didn't really, I kind of. Like after I thought, I like after I've, um, so like before I found out it was a soul tie, like I've kind of like, you know, I've kind of thought about it, but I didn't know it was a soul tie. Like I've kind of thought something about them. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized it was a soul tie, I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. Let's keep tugging on you. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I thinking about this person? Why am I? Right. Yeah. So that's why uh, it's, 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 I don't think a lot of Christians even know about, I mean, no. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Amish. I think it's just yeah, a lot right. of people don't realize. And I also never had like my dad. We never had to talk or anything. Really, my parents no. Yeah, but you were on farm animals. You can yeah. Kind of see. <laughs> I mean, still, but I didn't. You know, just a lot of lot of the basic stuff. I didn't really know. Yeah. Until I started, you know, partying. Yeah. And that's where you learn. That's unfortunate too. It is really like yeah. not learning by experience. That's not that's not fun. Yeah. This is. Go in and figure it out. Right. Go, Gosh. Yeah. But yeah. Now that's something that I wish the Amish did. Like they would talk a lot, a little bit more about that stuff. Like, yeah. so they, they just tell you that you can't, you know, have sex before you're married. They don't tell you the reason why. Like, they just tell you that because that's all you need to know. Wow. They don't tell you like God's heart behind it and all that stuff. Right. Cause they don't, that's, cause I don't think they even know. That's in the church today too. Yeah. It, it that's, is. It's not a. It's not an Amish thing. Yeah, I'll say is. that because it's in the it's in the you know I mean I growing up they didn't talk about things like that. Right. My my parents were really cool. Like they had I had better discussions about it than a lot of my friends. Growing oh up, really? You know, but my parents were a little different than I would say most. But I mean, it was I remember I went to a Christian college and I was driving with this guy and he's like uh, had this little thing. He's like, you know what? The key to the best sex you're gonna ever have. Mm-hmm. And it was this little like like uh, uh, air freshener that said it was like the key to the best sex you'll ever have. I'm like, okay. And like, wait until marriage. That was it. Mm. I'm like, okay, why? Why is that? Right. How's that going to be the best sex you've ever had? And you didn't have it. It's just because you have to wait till marriage. Right. I'm like, that does, that's But uh, why? But why? Why is that? Why, why? And I don't know if that would be the best sex you ever had. I don't know if that's a legitimate yeah. truth. You know, I, I think the best sex is when you're actually connected to someone 
who right. you love. And I mean that you don't want to bring baggage into that, right. you know, and stuff like right. there's 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 a lot of more than that little here's this little quip and he's just a little Christian kid. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna have the best sex of my and he's gonna get on his wedding night. I don't know if he's gonna have the best sex of his life. And right. it might totally change the way that he was believing things. Right. Sorry, I'm just going on my tangent, but I've been thinking about that a little bit. I'm like, yeah, is- and I think that's why a lot of Amish like couples they have problems is because they don't have that enough. Yeah, they don't have those intimate moments with each other enough. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's- harsh. I'm yeah. sure, you know, I'm- because it's a bad thing to them. It's a bad thing. Oh yeah, shame, yeah. guilt. There's probably a lot of shame in the in the community. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's controlled by that shame. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That is definitely one of the biggest things in the Amish community is control. Like, they they control you by guilt and shaming. Like, by they try to make you, like, feel guilty about something that you did that was actually... So, like, my parents, they often, like, try to make me feel guilty about, you know, going to Journey and whatnot. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, shaming you. Yeah, it's really, like, in... And they, they think that's of God. Shame is from God. Guilt and shame oh, is from God. Man, no, no. I've no. i tried to like, and, and that that this was another thing too, of like I used to tell my parents like all of my God moments and Jesus moments that I had like at Journey what whatever. Yeah. And um. Oh no. I I found out real quick like you can't tell them that stuff because they don't understand. Wow. They do not understand it. They think you're weird. Yeah. And I just so I just there was a couple people that told me that you you just can't do that. You yeah. just got to be quiet about that stuff. You just got to love on them. You just got to pray for them every night. I do pray for them. Yeah. I don't pray for them every night, which I should, but I do. I pray for them often. Yeah, don't don't shame yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you don't pray for them every night, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And, and that was another thing too that I had a problem with, like shaming myself for stuff that I did, because that's what I did all my life, like shaming myself. I you know beat myself up for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's why he worked so hard to be good enough for right, right heaven. You know, in a way. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of Amish people, a lot of Amish people are hard workers. Yeah, and I do like I don't do that because of that. I love because I love work. Right, I love to work. There's something beautiful about that too. Just yeah. getting in, getting something done. It feels so good. Because I just I I can't really just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, I gotta you know do something. You gotta move and shake. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's. That's fascinating. It is. It's such a. Uh, there's so many things in the Amish world that I'm like, man, I see that around, mm-hmm. and just, I mean, same principles. Like the devil does stuff the same way, right. everywhere. It's not different. But then there's things that's like, oh, that's fascinating. That that world is, right. is a little bit more different than mine in ways. Yeah, it's been yep. cool. Absolutely. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, don't be shamed. Don't be full of shame. Yeah, that's such a that's there's none of that, and that's a t- such a controlling thing. It, it really is. Yeah. Would you say okay? I'll, we'll end on this if that's cool. Yeah, that's okay with me. My butt's starting to hurt. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> These chairs are. Do you think? And I think people have said this. Do you think an Amish um, is a cult? That's a big question. So yeah, yeah. Um, there's some stuff about it that is a cult. Um, define cult. Yeah, I don't know. That's the question. Yeah, I don't think it is because you can leave. Right. Uh, you know, I think, 
Um, a cult, a cult would a little is a little bit more harsh than the Amish, I would think. I think so too. Because a lot of cults like they kill you if you try to leave. Right. And or the, they don't just, do that to the Amish. <laughs> yeah. And they, but they may kill your relationships. Right? Yeah. But so um, there was actually an Amish guy that he started a cult. Really? Yeah. He was his wife. He got she got sick and died. He was mad at God for it. There's actually a book about it. I'm not sure what the title is anymore, but I'll I'll sometime I'll give it to you sometime. Okay. He like so the guy that was so there was a guy that was in the cult. He wrote the book. Hmm. And this Amish guy, this was in Shipshawana area. Oh wow. Okay. And this Amish guy, he started a cult of you know, um. He was he, like he was really, like he was getting people in that he could hear God, and that they're gonna. They're gonna. They gotta sell their all their houses, and there there were people in churches. Like there were these were all Amish people, and there were some Amish people like their church. They couldn't have bikes, bicycles. Mm. So they would make them. He would make them buy bicycles, even though it was against the church, just standards or whatever, and all that. And he made their houses, and he made them paint their houses green. No way. That's what God told them to do. <laughs> And he told them that they're going to go up to heaven in a yellow school bus. And it's just a lot of... He was whacked out. He was really whacked out. He's wow. actually still in prison. Really? His, his name is Wilbur H. Wilbur H. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to look him yeah, up. Yeah, just probably Google him. He'll probably yeah. find some stuff. I'm sure there's something on YouTube I could probably yeah. watch or who knows what. Yeah, and he he actually, towards the end of it, towards the end of his reign kind of, he they were he, he was found like putting Bibles in trash, like throwing Bibles away. Wow. So yeah, he was really misleading. So the reason why he, why he started the cult was he wanted to mislead Amish people because he was mad at God. Wow. For taking his wife. Yeah. Wow. And he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Took he, a he number misled of people. Of Amish, a lot of Amish people. A lot of them came back though. Yeah. There's actually, it's my brother's sister, or not my brother's, my brother's wife, her parents, her dad was, was part actually, of that. Yeah. No when, way. He, when he was a little kid. Wow. So. Yeah. That's wild. Well, I mean, there's stuff like that around here. All the, like, yeah. Colts, I know, cult that's here. And there's the Glory Barn. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. There's just interesting things in this area that. Right. It's like I mean, people get caught up. Yeah. Like right. That. But Amish are so massive. Yeah. So I just wondered if you thought it was a cult or not, but yeah, I don't. I honestly, I can't really tell you. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not sure myself. Because I, I, I think that often, like you're still detangling it. There's a there's a lot of stuff that makes it a cult, and then you know there's also some freedom in it. There's yeah. some freedom, but not a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Well, yeah. thank you for coming on. And yeah, absolutely. Talking for a couple. Of, let me just like ask you this question, ask you that question. Yeah. And not a problem. I was. I love being on here. Yeah, this is kind of cool. Um, where, if people want to reach out to you or get a hold of you, do you have places that like? Uh, sometimes people are like, "Hey, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter Instagram." Yeah, just search. if you want to. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Too, just search my name on Inst- or Facebook. Okay, I'll add you, and then I'll I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll link that, and then the you can, add, you can put my Instagram in there too. So. Breaking. Okay. Yeah, so breaking the silence. Breaking yeah. the silence. I'll put a link there, so if people want to watch any of those, yeah, absolutely, they can go there I would that. definitely recommend watching those if you, if you wanna if there are like people on here that they don't really know much about the Amish they would 
start there. after after watching those videos you'll know a lot more wow yeah just really break you'll know down. you'll know more about the Amish than the Amish did themselves because <laughs> I learned stuff on there that I was never taught wow yeah you would think you'd want the history of but right right yeah. you don't you don't know all that stuff that's and it's some stuff like they just don't want you to know right and I don't I don't blame my parents for any of this because that is how they were raised yeah so like my fathers my, did that's my yeah because that's like my dad was really strict like he beat me off like not beat me but he would spank me really hard yeah and like it's just that's how his dad did so that's the only way he knew yeah so yeah and it's and this is and it's my job to break that cycle yeah which you are yeah i am oh man and it's that's a tough job you're a pioneer you're literally a pioneer because there's yeah there's still like times where i just like you know i kind of um there were like people so i from when I was a little kid, I knew I did not want to be like my dad. Mm-hmm. So, and there were people like I can't. Just recently, they were they were saying that I cannot I cannot think that I don't want to act like him. I just want to do different than him. Like, yeah, my dad did this and this and this. I don't want to do that. Right. Or like I don't I, I can't focus on the things that my dad did wrong. I can I only focus on the things that my dad did good, and he did a lot of good things. Yeah, take those. I I can definitely. Appreciate for all the things that he did. Yeah, because it's uh, it's not it's not edifying to sit there yeah, stewing. Absolutely, because I he really he really served his family a lot. Yeah, and you got an even better dad too. Yeah, God's a, the the takes all of the things you can enjoy your dad for the things that you have that he did give you, but there's gonna be so many things that God's gonna just show you. Absolutely. Yeah, you need to talk to my dad. I think yeah. you would have a good good connection because. Um, he came, he came from a non-Christian home. Oh, really? He's a Christian, and so he's been a pioneer. And I have had a lot of fruit from that. And nice. so it would be interesting to have you guys connect because I think that would— Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's that. Because he, he realized that at one point in his life, he's like, man, I'm doing exactly what my dad did, and I need to break that a little right. bit, you know. And you, God will give you awareness of that. Yeah, absolutely. When those situations, you know, like, oh, that's what my dad did. And it doesn't I mean you have to, like, totally crush yourself. Right. But it's like, oh— he, the Holy Spirit's saying, "Hey, I'm poking at this. Yeah. You can definitely don't, don't, re. You don't. You don't want to do that. Yeah, you can remix it into something yeah. better. You know? Absolutely, dude. I think Elmer. I think God's gonna do big things through you, bro. So that's been cool. I'm to, excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Like, yeah. I'm not. I don't know what what all God's gonna do through me, but I just know that He's got me. Yeah, there's peace there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's such a good verse. Proverbs three, verse five and six. Five and six. Yeah. Those are, that's so good. Yeah, those little plates were fun. Yeah, I like and that. I did like I did not memorize that verse at all. Like that, just God just put it on my heart. And yeah. I know it ever since now. And just, yeah. yeah, good word. Yeah, brother, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely not. Appreciate it. So, all right, I'll play us out. Right. Peace, guys. Peace. Mm-hmm.